Hello, Lauren. Welcome back to your long, personalized voice memo, otherwise known as the Song Rex for Lauren podcast. I am Sierra Tomlinson, in case you forgot, and I'm here once again to inform you on the latest and not-so-latest music out there in the world. Uh, let's see. This week, I kind of decided to fall back on the format of the very first episode, where I listened to some songs and then reviewed an album, but not really reviewed an album because I didn't want to talk about how I didn't like the album. But in this case, we're going to listen to three songs, review some music, an EP, and then listen to some more songs. Um, yeah, so three songs... EP review, three more songs, and the last three songs are a bit, I wouldn't say different, they're just a reach in terms of what I would typically put on this playlist, they're not even that much of a reach, I feel like I'll introduce you to them, if you like them, great, if you, if you like them, great, and we'll keep pushing in that direction, if you don't, then I'll fall back and teeter on what, like... uh, Basically, the first three songs are kind of pop, R&B, and then the last three are just straight-up rap. And (laughs) I don't really know how you feel about rap music or if you listen to rap music. I've definitely shown you some rap, and I've gotten, like, a mixed reception from you. So... I try, anytime I do put rap on the playlist, it's like, would someone who's never listened to rap at all like this song type of thing? Or not even that, but, I don't know. Because there, like, there were some songs that were originally, like, I put on here after re-listening to these projects, and I was just like, yes, like, in the mid, like when you're listening to it and you love an album and you don't think about anything else, and then you listen to the song by itself, like it's completely different. Like listening to a song in the middle of like the full project, it will make sense within the full project. But then when you pull it out and think like, oh, so and so will love, like I love this album, they'll love this album. I'll just pick this song because like every song on the album is great. But <laughs> it's like if you're gonna it's interesting to try and like fine tune I don't know like the taste in like my head compared to what someone else's head might respond to or like about something and not even just lyrically but the music because for rap like I don't know like I don't know how you listen to it some people just listen to the music some people really concentrate on lyrics like with any song but specifically rap it's the complete package is very important just in terms of lyrical content flow like there are more things involved than just how they sing and what they sing like how they sing what they sing and the music behind it i guess yeah i don't know there's Because, like, there's tone, and there's flow, and character, and all these things that, like, come together that make, that basically just make hip-hop a genre and make rap a genre, and, I don't know, I didn't think I was going to be talking about rap at the beginning of this, but we'll get more into it later on, and, but, to start off, Today, we have the new single released by Janae Aiko called Triggered. Um, hopefully, this is going to be coming off of whatever album she is choosing to release this year. Um, Janae Aiko is an R&B singer. I am pretty familiar with her work. I definitely want to listen to more um, full bodies of work from her. I recently 
listened to, and by recently, in the past, like, two months or so, listened to her, not her first album, but I feel like her, at least first commercially released album, which was, was I think it was Sailboats, or Sail Away, there was, like, an ocean theme, I like the shipwrecked. Why well, can't I remember this album title? It doesn't really matter. It's the one with the boat on the album. Everybody knows. The single The Worst was on it. Where? What's the album called? Sail Out. Okay. I was close. I think I said Sailed Away and Shipwrecked. But it's basically the one where she's on the beach and there's like this pirate ship. In the distance but anyway yeah i listened i believe i listened to this or i wanted to listen to this why does it only have seven songs on it what why did i think this was longer i'm so confused this is not what i listened to i listened to something else anyway i want to listen to that and trip before this album comes out mainly because from what I'm understanding, we may or may not get, like, a breakup album from this. Because her and her, I guess, no serious relationship was Big Sean. They have apparently split up, even though there has been no public announcement necessarily about this. But they're both releasing music this year. I want to hear what both of them have to say. And it might not even necessarily be about the relationship, but that's what people always make it out to be. And, I don't know. The album after a breakup is usually the best one. Because <laughs> there's just so much emotion and so much life that happens when I guess you're no longer with someone. I don't know. I have no clue what I'm talking about. But let's listen to the song. Uh, again, for references, is Janae Aiko triggered freestyle in parentheses if you want to get down to specifics. And we will play this in 3, 2, 1. She always likes the piano. It's great. It's so soft and pretty. It's interesting how the word triggered has evolved into this. I feel like I heard triggered the first time in college and then on the internet. Triggered and triggering were all of these safe words and safe spaces, and now it's became sort of trolling in a way to use the word triggered in memes and videos online. But it's like leveled out in a way. But yeah, she's been in the R&B and hip-hop space for a long time. I think she did some work with either Lil Bow Bow or Lil Romeo. Someone, like, a long time ago, like, early thousands, and she was, like, young. Um, yeah, she's just been slowly, you know, building, and always has a great voice, always. If this is a taste of what the album's gonna be like, I'm so in. And this 
is probably about Big Sean. We don't know, but like, it could be anybody. It could be about herself. Repetition. Uh, the first time I heard this song, I think I cried, and I was just screaming. Well, not screaming, but you know when you mouth, like you mouth your words, you mouth your scream. You're just like, yes, tell him, tell him, <laughs> tell him to stay out of your way. Tell him to release his album after you. Tell them not to release it on the same day. Oh my god, imagine that. Imagine if they had the same release date. Uh, that would be... Uh, no. Like, I would not listen to his album the first week. Just, and like, listen to her album like ten times. Like, I don't even care what happened, but... I don't know. I feel like I could live without Big Sean music. And... Triggered is just so... I mean, if this really was a freestyle, like, one-take type thing, then... Yeah, I'm confused. I'm intrigued by what the parentheses freestyle means. If it means one-take, if it means... I don't know. know. If you just ad-libbing, like, well, I guess she was coming up with this song on the spot... But, okay, that is Janae Aiko, Triggered. Um, moving right along, we have Sean Mendes with If I Can't Have You. I didn't think he would be releasing any music. I think he's still on tour from his last album, his self-titled album, Sean Mendes. Um, I think it was released last summer. I'm pretty positive because like there was barely anything released last yeah last summer. Um, yeah, like that album, Ariana Grande, Sweetener, and Charlie Puth, voice notes is was like basically my summer rotation, like among other things. But for the most part, for at least summer. those three albums um but now we have something new which um nowadays it's hard to tell if a single means we're getting an album this year or if this is just a one-off single and with the internet and all these technological capabilities where artists can essentially record anywhere they want um we can get surprise projects out of left field and not even know with or without a single so i mean do we need new sean mendez music maybe no i feel like the singles not even the single i feel like the music from his last album is still probably circulating on radio probably still getting played and H&M and Forever 21 and Applebee's and wherever else Top 40 Radio gets played. Um, but, you know, this song's not half bad. And let's play it and... Oh, I have to do the thing. Hold on. Okay, so let's play in three, two, one. right into the chorus which is interesting for him or he's probably done chorus first Toronto representing is he really from Toronto I know he's from Canada but more people are inclined to represent Toronto after Drake
music videos are okay, but the song is pretty. Like, great. Gospel-inspired. Vague, but... Like, who... I never know who the you is in any Sean Mendes song. Like, he's never... Anytime he's been slightly romantically linked with someone, I don't believe it in some ways. Like, it's either for promotion, or it's at an event, or he does a song with someone, or he goes to the Met Gala with someone, and it never really pans out for him. I don't know how old he is, but... For whatever reason, I can't believe that he's been in love before. I believe that the writers that, you know, like, help him out have been in love, but I don't believe he's been in love. Speaking of the Met Gala, he was there, and his look was not popular. And it was not good. I mean, he just wore a plain black suit, you know? And this the year's theme was camp. And that essentially means that you're supposed to go all out, extra, like, your truth to the wildest imagination of you, expression of the self, the individual. And he wore a black suit with some, like, rhinestone trim and... Apparently there was, like, gold, like, streaks in his hair, but I just thought his hair was wet. And I was just like, what is this? What is this use- what is this YSL suit and Chelsea boots that you wear to every single award show and you wear it to this? Just, like, don't go. Just don't go. Donate the money and don't go. People were just so upset. I mean, not that upset, but his look was definitely not anyone's- best dress list necessarily especially for the men like the men wore dresses this year like everybody needs to like elevate and step up their game in 2019 so that was if i can't have you by sean mendez when i wrote this song down i put i can't write a song (laughs) at first as the title like not even thinking about it like i looked had the song on my Spotify playlist and I genuinely thought that's what it said so I typed that because the chorus does say I can't write a song without thinking about you so I just put I can't write a song not even thinking oh and then when I looked up the YouTube video I'm like wait it's if I can't have you <laughs> I'm like oh my god does this mean that Sean Mendes just like subliminally wrote into his lyrics I can't write a song <laughs> but like, anybody who doesn't like Shawn Mendes could uh, just take that bit out of the song and be like, yes, yeah, Shawn Mendes, you can't write a song. <laughs> it's all your song stink, but I don't, I don't believe that. I do like s- certain Shawn Mendes songs. And I did like his self-titled album. I haven't listened to his first... I believe he has three albums now. Or maybe it's just one. I can't... Hmm. I don't know. How many albums does Sean Mendes have? He hasn't. What? There's an MTV Unplugged for Sean. MTV still does MTV Unplugged? Okay. That's interesting. Like, when I think MTV Unplugged, I think of the Kurt Cobain from Nirvana MTV Unplugged. You know, like when MTV still played music on MTV. And now. Okay. You have a live album. Okay, live albums. Okay. Alright, yeah, he's had Hammer In and Eliminate. Wow. He had his first album in 2015. Really? Four years ago. And he's had four years. So four years he's released three studio albums, not including, like, two, like, live albums. Well, I don't know if the MTV Unplugged thing is li- I believe that's live. I believe that's live. But yeah. So three albums in the span of four years, basically. And it might be four albums in four years um, if he comes out with new music this year, which is a high possibility. Um, yeah, I don't have that much to say about this song. I just like it, you know? So next song is 
Bless I Know the Better by Tame Impala. This music video is so crazy, but yeah, I just have to watch it. So, um, oh, so I mean, if you're watching, I don't know when the song starts, but the music video is five minutes and forty-two seconds, and if you want to do the math on that, then yeah, I guess. But we're gonna start playing the music video in three, two, one. Tame Impala um, is actually one person. I did not know that until this year. I mean, I wasn't really a big Tame Impala fan, and I'm still not really. I haven't listened to that much of his music outside of like his bigger hit songs. And him being on the Coachella lineup this year definitely made me more intrigued. And also, this song was in several David Dobrik videos on YouTube, and I love David Dobrik, and he always has cool music at the end of his videos or, like, during the videos during a montage scene, so that's always great. Um, yeah, and this song was on there, I think, for his Coachella vlog, and he was, uh, and yeah, that's the, that's the link. Alright, we're like a minute, and I'm waiting for the song to kick in. Okay, one minute, 18 seconds about is when the song starts. It's like a high school, and she's on, I don't even know what kind of team this would be called, like the, like the, the ribbon team, the dance team, the dance team with ribbons team. And then a basketball player and the school mascot is a gorilla and just this trippiness ensues and it's great. But this song is so summery, like driving down the PCH. I've never drove, driven down the Pacific Coast Highway, but this feels like a song you'd listen to driving down the Pacific Coast Highway. The Pacific Coast Highway in California. <laughs> If you can. If there's no traffic. I don't know. What am I talking about? Let's listen to the This is a reminder to myself to listen to the Currents album. I feel like I did listen to it, but if this was on there... And I didn't pick it out. Like, I clearly wasn't paying attention when I listened to it. So I think the Needle Drop recommended this album. Because I remember seeing the cover. I pinned the cover on the cover art on my cover art Pinterest board. But I don't... Yeah. I can't think of one other song off this album. So clearly I didn't listen to it. It's not that long. But it, and it came out four years ago. Like, I don't know why. Maybe someone must have recommended this album to me, and I don't remember who. It's so weird. I just want to know what these dancers, like, went through doing this choreography with these gorilla hands around their waist. Imagine, like, you're doing the choreography in rehearsal without the gorilla arm, and then you have to do it, like, during the shoot with it, and it's, like, so different. That's the only thing I'm thinking about. Oh yeah, I forgot part of the video is animated. That's cool. <laughs> this is so many King Kong references. That's fun. Who's Trevor? Okay. 
I wonder where this kid is. Like, he could put this on his resume. Like, he has a pretty prominent feature in this weird gorilla Tame and Paul music video. Alright, so that was Tame and Paula, The Less I Know the Better. Okay, so that was the first three songs. Pretty, I would say safe, but they are safer choices than the last three songs. But all music, I love the same. And now we have the EP from Ali and AJ. Um, I don't know if you are familiar with them, Lauren, but they are a duo. They are sisters. They originally came to fame from the Disney Channel. Just like last week, we have some Disney Channel alum on the playlist. And uh, what do I have to say about their latest EP, Sanctuary? Uh, I mean, compared to their last EP, um, title is which is slipping me. I feel like it's good times. I feel like it's good times. I feel like I'm really, really right on this. Mm. Okay, while I look that up, they, um, were, yeah, on the Disney Channel, mostly movies. I don't believe they had a TV show, like, just them two as the stars. Maybe they guessed start on some episodes of some other shows but I definitely know they were in some movies and their music videos were on non-stop during the early to mid-2000s what was I looking at? oh, I was looking up what the name of their last EP was okay, 10 years why did I think it was called Good Times? Did they have a song called Good Times? No. Yeah, I really don't know. Okay, their last EP was released uh, in 2017 called Ten Years. I really liked that one. It was um, an 80s sound similar to what we get on this project. Uh, yeah, just very different from the stuff they released while under Disney, and while the Potential Breakup song and Chemicals React are still some of my favorite songs from that time period, the this music is definitely more mature than the stuff they made 10 years ago. Yeah, actually, the EP that they released in 2017 is 10 years from when they had their last studio album yeah their last studio album insomniatic released in 2007 okay cool um so they had three albums before taking a break doing different things um i believe they both did tv and aj did some movies um but regardless we have the ep here with a 16 minute or so runtime and five songs six songs five songs five songs okay five songs that's not that bad i've listened to it three times now and i've listened to the i've listened to church like i don't know how many times because i love that song it's the first song on the album, one of the singles, the music video, and and everything just makes it so clear. Like, they're sticking to this motif, they're sticking to this 80s synth, kind of eerie, kind of dark, but, like, also cool girl vibe. I don't know. And, yeah, it's definitely my favorite. Watch the video. It's... Like, I don't even know how to describe the vi- It's so- it's retro, but it's modern, but it's- It's highly stylized, and 
a lot of thought clearly went into what the video will look like. And there's choreography in it. Well, there's choreo, there's choreo in it for like maybe 20 seconds and it's just them two. So not even just like they are doing choreography and it's clearly like an artistic thing. Um, okay, next song we have Don't Go Changin'. It's, again, a lot of 80s influence. It's the most stripped back song on the album. Um, the first time I listened to it, I didn't love it, but like listening to it like repeatedly and then with everything else, it's clear like why. It's in the project and is definitely not a skip for me. Like, none of these songs are skipped. Like, I feel like you have to listen to all five songs if you're going to listen to the project as a whole. Um, yeah, so, okay. Next song, we have Star Maps. The only thing I have down here is Cinematic and True. I believe, yeah, this isn't, I guess, if I had to rank these, this would be number five out of the five songs. Um... I feel like this song will probably grow me as I listen to the project again in the future, but for right now, Star Maps, I guess I just don't understand what it means. Yeah, I don't understand the meaning behind the lyrics. Like, one of the lyrics is along the lines of, like, you're burning this house, you're playing with fire, gonna burn the house down burning burn the star maps burn the star map now i'm on fire like what is it about star signs is it about like yourself in the stars the sun's also a star that movie's coming out next this friday <laughs> uh yeah i do like it i could see it in like some indie movie i can see like any of these songs in an indie movie but like this one specifically i can see just playing in the background and a song that can be in the movie but doesn't have to be on your playlist necessarily, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. There's, I don't know what it is, but music that's used in movies, just for me, does not translate well when I listen to them on like an everyday basis. I know for some people they like to listen to songs that make them feel like when they're walking around, they're in their own movie and the song is on the soundtrack to the movie of their life, but I'm just... I don't know, like, I couldn't create a soundtrack that's a soundtrack to my life of songs that would fit perfectly in the background, because all the music that I listen to is, like, kind of in your face. Um, so yeah, it's not like I don't like quiet or still songs, but if the point of having music there in the movie like, I don't know, the the point of having music in the background is so that characters can talk over said music, but there's still ambiance, and in that regard, it's like, you're not supposed to be paying attention to that music, you're supposed to be paying attention to what the characters are saying, but some people like the music regardless, even if there's no, du- I mean, there are, there are, I mean, there's, I don't know, music in movies is so complicated, but it's still important. Without the context of the film, it's kind of like, I don't know, like, where it belongs. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll find, like, a soundtrack to a movie that I really love, and then it can emulate this. Well, I do like the... Oh, (laughs) this actually has to do with the album now. Okay, we're, we're, we're creating some sort of loop. But speaking of soundtracks to movies that I do like the feature music, um, Sing Street is a great movie with a lot of 80 songs that this album did remind me about. Um, yeah, the original songs in Sing Street are... I mean, they're definitely different than these songs. They're definitely more closely inspired to songs made in in the time period, whereas these songs take popular um instruments and sounds and tools like synth and the drum like the heavy drums and from that time period and like kind of modernize it with the voice distortion and 
um, like more clean production and yeah I really do love that movie we watched that movie I, I feel like I've only watched it with you once but I've watched that movie at least over five times now between five and ten times and it's like a two and a half hour long movie it's not two and a half maybe like two hours and 15 minutes but I love the music that movie. I'm sure that's on the playlist somewhere. Um, where are we now? Let's see. Oh, okay. The fourth song on the al- on the EP, now the album. Oh. Uh, oh, do you know what an EP is? An EP, an EP versus an LP. An EP is a shorter body of work than an album or an LP. EP stands for extended play. An album stands for long play I believe yeah yeah long play um which is confusing in and of itself but regardless an EP is usually like less than 20 minutes like this EP was 16 minutes and I feel like I might have said album instead of EP some at some point during all of this but it is in fact an EP and not an album so anytime I say album disregard that and just replace it with EP when I'm talking about sanctuary um, but I don't know. Some of these terms and, like, how music is really, like, how, like, what package you're releasing your music in is kind of becoming obsolete in a sense, because people can release, like, an EP, an, an album, an LP, a mixtape, a playlist, whatever they want to call it, and it can make money, it can be free, it can be nominated for awards, it cannot be eligible for awards, and it's so confusing yet doesn't matter at the same time like if it's good whatever the project is it doesn't matter what box checkbox it like falls under hmm or if it falls under multiple then okay then it's all of those things um but anyway the fourth song not ready to wake up um really reminded me of carly or jepson Kind of reminded me of Mariah Carey at some points because of, like, the high notes that they hit. Like, the pop, the 90s pop diva high note, which essentially is just Mariah Carey. But, um, yeah. Carly Rae Jepsen, um, she is most famous for the smash hit, Call Me Maybe, back in 20... Damn, when did Call Me Maybe come out? Were we in college when Call Me Maybe came out? I hope not. We better have been in high school, because that means... Oh my god, when did that song come out? I don't even... But yeah, that was a viral music video. I feel like we haven't had a viral music video in a while. Like, the last one, I remember, like, that, Anaconda, when that came out, everybody was talking about it. But, yeah, there's never been a music video. Like, music videos still get tons of play, but nobody talks about a music video the same way anymore. Like, where everybody knows about Like, your mom knows about it, your grandma knows about it. Like, this video has a billion views. A billion. I think it was on the same... It was 2012. Good. Okay, we were in high school, Lauren. Thank God. <laughs> we were in high school when this song came out. And, you know, it was catchy as all hell. And I'm standing by this. It's a bop. She's amazing. Since this, she has released pretty acclaimed music. I listened to her Emotions album. I still need to listen to the B-side, but the Emotions album by Carly Rae Jepsen is, like, what pop needs to be now, or needed to be then, and what we strive for now and for the future. Um, let's see. Okay, the last song, Sanctuary. The only thing I have here is that they rhyme sanctuary with the word thank you. They literally said thank you, thank you for my sanctuary. Sanctuary. <laughs> I think that's so clever. They were probably sitting there all day like, what the hell rhymes with sanctuary that isn't like that doesn't end in the same like you are, you know? And I, I I don't know. I think that's the most clever thing in the entire world. <laughs> so I love that song. I just love that line in that song because of it. Um. The whole album is... uh, I said it. Okay, I said it. I caught myself. The whole EP is just... 
don't know, it just feels so complete. Even though it's only five songs, I feel like it tells a story, it has this arc, it sticks to this consistent, like, synth sound, but it's not all, it's not, it's, for me it's not too much, but I know, like, some people who don't like 80s music and the synth, at least in terms of, like, 80s pop music, like, don't like synths, don't like electric, then they probably won't like this project, but I, I don't know, I really like it. I can see myself going back to this. Is it, like, my favorite thing I've heard in my entire life? Like, not necessarily, but, like, the past, like, few weeks, definitely. Like, it's very uplifting. I like that they're sticking to the sound. It's clearly working for them. And, yeah, you should give it a listen, especially Church. Love that song. It's on my hype playlist I keep up, like, a little bit. It's my... I think I told you this. I have a playlist where I constantly rotate in and out like 10 songs that I'm listening to on repeat. And then once the playlist is too long, like I'll take out the oldest songs until like it's only 10 songs left. Um, Alright, so we are winding down this episode with the last batch of new-ish music, or at least new to you, Lauren, hopefully. And... The first one we have is No Bleedin' by Vince Staples. Um, this is off of his latest album. I believe this is an album and this isn't an EP, even though, I mean, it's 22 minutes. I think, like, 22 or 26 minutes. Definitely under 30, but, like, above 20 minutes. Um, but I feel like if you don't, I mean, you have to, like, if if you're going to listen to the full project, like, the interludes flow so well, but, like, you don't listen to the interludes on their own as a single in this case. So, let's say you just took out all the interludes, this project would be under 20 minutes long, so then it would be an EP, but... And, like, a lot of, like, the full songs are, like, two minutes long, which is... Um, going along with the trend that songs are apparently becoming shorter, according to... I don't know who, I don't know which news outlet released this, but, like, yeah, that changes all the time. Like, music, music was long, music was short, it's getting shorter, I don't know. People aren't listening, they don't need these huge, they don't need these long CDs anymore because we have the internet, like, you don't need to bring around an, a CD or an album a record with you everywhere and like purchasing a record and you didn't need like this hour of thing to fill up your time because you have so many other things to fill up your time with and listening to music is more so a choice than anything else but like it's a choice of what not to listen to rather than I'm going out of my way to buy this and listen to it uh I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. It's 12.34 a.m. I, like, remembered maybe around 9.30 that I didn't record this. And I knew I had picked out songs, like, the whole week. I was, like, picking out things. Like, this would have been a normal week for me, whereas last week I didn't listen to... I mean, I listened... I probably listened to music, but I didn't listen to anything that I put on the playlist. And I was... I think I was thinking about it too much, whereas, yeah, I was listening to music this week, but I didn't really, and new music came out, like, two songs on here are new, the Janae Aiko and the Shawn Mendes song are new, um, the Ali and AJ EP came out on Friday, um, the Tame Impala album, and the Tame Impala song came out four years ago, at least the music video came out four years ago, and then... This song came out last fall. Tokyo. Ooh, I already said the title of the other song. And then I think the two last songs came off the same album two years ago. So, yeah, I think I was inspired by new music, but also revisiting some of these albums for myself. And then <laughs> just, I don't know, culture is keeping bringing back some good music is what we compiled this week. Yeah, I don't really know if any... Yeah, there's no real running theme throughout any 
of these things, whereas, like, some things were new, some things are old, and it's just, like, what, like, uh, alright, let's play this song. Okay, no bleeding, then staples. Three, two, one, play. Okay, FM, the album is clearly, like, a reference to FM radio, and that intro was, like, for Big Boy Radio Station in California. And the whole album is supposed to be, like, uh, like a no-commercial music segment on the radio station. All the interludes are kind of like that call the number and win a prize or hear some new music by Tyga type thing. It's a really interesting idea. And it was kind of, as I was saying before, it was kind of hard to pick one song on the album that I hadn't put on the playlist previously that could be received well by multiple people. Because some of the music can be very... I don't want to say aggressive, because it's not aggressive. It's just in your face, and it's passionate. And, like, if you don't like rap, there's so many songs in here that might turn you... Not turn you off to rap, but, like, if you love rap, you get it. And if you don't get it, it's kind of... Like, this shouldn't be... Or shouldn't. Like, any rap album should be your introduction to rap album. But... Maybe not any, but... I feel like there's no way to sugar, or not sugarcoat, sugarcoat rap, spoon feed rap. I don't know what I was trying to say. What cliche was I trying to say? But yeah, I think there's no way to spoon feed rap. You're either in or you're out. And then when you're in, you explore and you figure out like what kind of sound you're into, or just what artist you're into, and then you stick with them. Because I wouldn't say I'm into every single rap artist. Like, that's impossible. One, and... There's, like, old school rap that I like, old school rap that I don't like. So, and the newer stuff that's hard to listen to. <laughs> Mumble rap that you just can't understand, even though I'm mumbling on this podcast. Uh, and... Yeah, it's... I wouldn't say it's diff. I feel like it's easier now to find rap music that you could listen to more than ever because there's just so many different types and like people are taking in all sorts of directions and it's very it's a very prolific and diverse era of rap right now um i guess speaking of prolific and diverse in terms of rap and hip-hop music we have the next song on the list, Tokyo, by Brockhampton. I definitely feel like I've said the word Brockhampton in front of you, or I've talked to you in passing about it, possibly. I feel like anybody that had come in contact with me when I listened to this for the first time must have known about it. I think I told numerous people <laughs> that I was... Like, if anybody asked me, like, who my favorite artist was right now, uh, like, between, I don't know, like, June, or, like, between July 2017 and, like, January 2018, I would have said them, and, or even longer than that, probably, like, the whole year after the Saturation Project came out, I loved Brockhampton. Their latest stuff, I feel like I have to re-listen to. I feel like I listened to their last album once, and I was like, eh, it's not saturation. But I have to give that another shot. Um, Let's, yeah, let's play this, and I'll talk more about them. Uh, This is Tokyo, Brockhampton, of Saturation 2, and he'll play in 3, 2, 1. Book up in a cold sweat. Clock on the weekend, might as well save in.
it's kind of jazzy, which is unexpected. Not even unexpected. I feel like a lot of rap has jazz influence or jazz sampling. But Brockhampton, just a quick synopsis, is a collective of over 10 members, some of who include Kevin Abstract, Matt Champion, Um, why can't I think of anybody right now? Amir Van was a past member. He's no longer in the group. Um, yeah, there's so many people. I'm so blanking right now. I feel so bad. I will list all the members, like, once the song's over, but... But yeah, they're kind of like an Odd Future or, uh, Wu-Tang Clan in some ways. But when I say over 10 numbers, I wouldn't say all, they don't all rap. Like, they, like there are people who produce exclusively or only do the videos for them or only do, like, photo editing or cover art or do the merch. Like, they're, like, no matter how you're, oh, how, no matter what role you play in the group, you're still a member of the group, which I find interesting. They, I believe they all met online through a forum about Kanye West and decided to, like, move out to California and live together, which is a very modern story. I don't even know. It is modern. It, like, are, are the times we live in called considered modern? Um, I want to know, like, what people think about the time we're living in a hundred years from now sometimes. Because, like, imagine. Imagine a hundred years before this. Like, 1919. Like, what were people doing in 1919, you know? Compared to now. Or not even that, but, like, compare... Like, when your grandparents were your age or even younger than you, and then to what the world looks like now, and it's like, what the... Like, what the heck? Like, that's insane. To think, like, what kind of, what kind of life you could have been living, and then saying, like, what happens, like, up until... Like, your late, your, your later years. Um, well, that had nothing to do with what the song's about. Um, but, uh, I picked this song. There were some other Brockhampton songs on here that, that I put on here this week that I, well, no, there was one on here that I took off. Not that I don't love it, because I... I pretty much, like, if you play any Rockhampton song from the Saturation 1, 2, or 3, like, album juggernaut, then I will probably like it, but, or not even like it, love it, but, again, when you're trying to edit down to one or two songs, it's like, you have to pick not just my favorite, but what I deem to be interesting or different enough to make people question, oh, what is that? I want to see. I want to hear more. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to be interested enough to be like, okay, I'll check them out. Or if not, then you can listen to the one song, which is pretty good and pretty popular. Um, I don't think this was a single. It doesn't have a music video. At least I'm pretty sure Tokyo does not have a music video. Um, but anyway, the oh, I said I was gonna list all the numbers. I kind of want to do blog posts about things that I don't talk about on the podcast. Because after the K-pop episode, I listened to it back, and there, I was like, there are so many things that I wanted to say that I didn't say, and I don't take extensive notes before the podcast because I kind of just want to talk and see what happens so I want to write more on my blog about music so I can have practice writing music but I've not been doing that since that whole Coachella lineup fiasco uh, but I think yeah the podcast could help me come up with ideas to write 
about and like I have ideas outside of the podcast because there was like because right before I started this like the Billie Eilish album came out the Ariana Grande album came out and there's just I mean not that there was so much music that was released but like those two were like big things that happened in the first and second quarter of the year that I missed completely and well not that I I listened to them I didn't write anything or say anything besides just tweeting out the singles I liked and putting them like I put songs I put what did I put out I put I think I put bad guy on the playlist before I started before I started the podcast um oh whoa okay I did not know that maximum recording for a segment was 60 seconds I mean 60 minutes <laughs> um okay I feel like I'm gonna stop the segment and come back okay we're going to start this again um let's see i don't remember where i left off but we're talking about brockhampton so we're going to close out the evening with sweet by brockhampton um i started this song um, I'm watching the music video, and I'm starting it at 46 seconds, because there's a little bit of an intro, so if you're listening on YouTube, not the audio-only version of the music video, that's where I started. Otherwise, we are going to play in 3, 2, 1. I picked the song because it was just silly. The lyrics are silly, fun. The one-liners in this just get me every single time. And if you're not interested by what they're saying, then the hook is so catchy. And the music changes so much throughout the whole song, you'd think you're listening to three songs. And I don't know what else to say. You have a real big ass ego. The hook. Oh, I. Yeah, like who has put licorice in a rap song? No one. Probably. I don't know. I could look that up. So yeah, there are multiple members, as you can see here, if you're watching the video. You know what they need? They need, like, one of those videos where, like, in a K-pop group, when each buddy's, whenever, when each member's part comes up, like, they color code the lyrics and also highlight a picture of them in, like, its own lyrical video. Yeah, so, I feel like the K-pop Rockhampton overlap is definitely there, so... Yeah. If you are a fan of K-pop and a fan of Brockhampton, like, I feel like this should exist. <laughs> this line, ain't the way my name's pronounced. Don't call me Cupid. I got too many hoes right now. Trying to see if Beyonce will take me for adoption. Uh, I love that line, not only because it's funny, but just the enunciation makes your tongue go up and down. Like, you have to the roof of your mouth multiple times in a certain way that I just I love and they're just a group of friends having fun I can't there's so many people okay I know for a fact that the guy in the letterman jacket is Kevin Abstract and I know the names of the other members like, if you asked me two years ago, I would have known all their names. But, like, right now, the music they have come out with recently has not caused me to remember all their names. Okay, that's Amir. I keep wanting to say... J there is someone named Joba in this group, but I get Joba and... Jogi confused or Joji? Yeah, I got Joba and Joji confused. 
Matt Champion. Okay. Oh my god, I better not be wrong. Please tell me this is Matt Champion, like the pink and blue striped Supreme shirt. Oh my god, that's gonna be humiliating if I got this wrong. <laughs> it's the ducky duck world, you're gonna live in the street. This is such an Eminem vibe every time. Every time this comes on, I think it's Eminem and it's not Eminem and it's crazy. Well, I know it's not Eminem, but it has the sentiment and the cadence and the t like he sounds like him it's insane Roberto like Roberto does all the interludes I love Roberto can I say Roberto's my favorite member of Rockhampton I feel like that's fine I feel like that's fine Oh, they also call themselves a boy band, which is cool. Like, they self-identify as a boy band. I heard some weird, like, dinging, like a boom boom. I don't know if that was from the podcast or the song. Yeah, okay. So, wow, I felt like I was going to cease. That was all I have today. It is almost 1 o'clock in the morning, and, yeah, I am tired. I'm going to listen to this over and publish it. Put it on Tumblr. All right, bye-bye.